Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, the host of this podcast. And after spending my entire career in the sports industry, I want to continue to find ways to give back. Give back to individuals that want to get in this business or individuals that are currently in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the clubhousecareers.com. It's crazy. It's season four already. I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path. We're going to discuss three key topics that are currently in this industry, three hustle hot seat questions, and three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now, under our guests this week. Crazy to think this is season four already as we launch this season. I thought it'd be perfect to kick the season off with one of my best friends and mentors in the business. This individual has held executive roles in the NBA, MLB, and NHL. I'm excited to have Chris Saber, Chief Revenue Officer with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Travis. Glad to be here. Chris, excited to, to chat with you. I can't believe it's, it's taken this long to get you on here, uh, but that's what happens with busy schedules. So let's kick it off where we started. You've been a part of executive teams with the Atlanta Hawks, Pittsburgh Pirates, New York Mets, and now the Pittsburgh Penguins. What do you feel like is one key similarity regardless of sport? Travis, I'd say for me, it's it's kind of boils down to one thing. It's people, process, and structure regardless of the, the sport that you're in. Um, those are the keys, in my opinion, to building a you know performing organization and a, and a sales team. And certainly uh, on 52 Weeks of Hustle, many of the guests have talked about the value of people. And I, I know we'll hit on it here. And, you know, one thing that comes into people is is growing up, you grew up just outside of Pittsburgh in Dubois and have been fortunate to work for two what you'd consider hometown teams, but have also moved away several times. And so what's your advice on being willing to take a risk and knowing that maybe you can always come back home down the road? Yeah, as you said, I've been fortunate to work for two teams that I grew up rooting for. You know, that doesn't often happen in our industry, as you know. Um, what I've always told people is, you know, are you willing to bet on yourself? Um, you know, regardless of the title, the city, or the name on the front of the jersey, um, you know, if you're willing to bet on yourself and you can align yourself with people who are have a vested interest in your development, um, and then you're fortunate enough to be in the same town you grew up in, um, you know, you're very lucky. Absolutely. And Chris, your first risk of moving away is when you became a Tar Heel and headed to North Carolina. And throughout that experience, you landed your first role in sports post-college with the Carolina Panthers, you know, in the business operations side, kind of doing a little bit of everything. How did that experience help solidify your career in this industry? You know, being able to get up and go to work in an NFL stadium for me solidified that this is this is what I wanted to do. This is the industry that I wanted to be in. Um, you know, that role, because I had the ability to do a lot of different things, um, helped me figure out some things I knew I didn't want to do. But just, again, solidified that professional sports was the industry that I wanted to spend my career in. Chris, and, you know, over that time, and you did solidify what you wanted to do. And the, the next five years in this business got got pretty crazy for you with a lot of moves and, and certainly a lot of fun as you start working with the Charlotte Hornets which then that resulted in the move down to New Orleans with the expansion team in the NBA. Then Hurricane Katrina hit, which took you to Oklahoma City. And, and we could talk about this for hours, but thinking back, what was a memorable moment of time for you back then on a professional end? You know, and being able to work in, for one team in three different cities was at the time a uh, great learning experience. I, don't, I always often joke that 
Hopefully it doesn't happen to anybody else. Um, it was a unique situation where we relocated and then dealt with a, you know, a natural disaster that was Katrina. Um, you know, the mem- so many memories of, of that organization and the different cities we were in. Um, for me, that was really kind of the genesis of, you know, what, how I look at building um, peak performing teams now. You know, I had the opportunity to first work with Brendan Donahue in New Orleans um, we had a, we're in the process of putting together a phenomenal team with folks like Flavel Hampston, David Burke, Ryan Piku, and others. Um, and uh, that really was the the foundational we the foundational building blocks of what we are building here today. And Pittsburgh really started there. Um, memorable moments are you know just being able to relocate a franchise twice, and then you know also memorable in a in a personal way that um, having to deal with you know figuring out where your staff was post hurricane, were they all alive and thankfully we didn't lose anybody, but then rebuilding a team and, and a life in another city uh, with a sales team that was relying on you was definitely a memorable experience. Yeah. To your point could certainly talk for hours, a lot of experience you had there and it, and it kind of circled back into the value of people and, you know, throughout your career, after a short stint in Denver, you end up with the Atlanta Hawks and Thrashers, and and I'm sure your life changed forever. Is that's where you got to meet me? But you know, throughout your your three years there, you held a variety of roles and really built something special with with a lot of former 52 Weeks of Hustle guests. And so, with your experience in Atlanta, that was then able to get you to be able to come home for the first time with the Pittsburgh Pirates, where you spent six years and. And throughout several moves in your career, how did you always know it was the right time for you? Luckily for me, like you, I've had a lot of great mentors. Um, you know, thinking back to time in Atlanta, you know, I always said that the time I spent there because of the people that, you know, were part of my development team, Bernie Mullen, Lou DePauli, Brendan again, um, I was learning three mu- three times as much there each day that I was somewhere else because they were so vested in, in my development. Um, part of that developmental, developmental process for me was they were coaching, guiding me on what, you know, what was next for me. And I found myself in a very good situation where I was working with people that I, uh, that I trusted, that I enjoyed working with. We were building a special team out, a team of folks out there um, that I could be selective in, you know, what was next for me. And I wanted to make sure and they wanted to make sure that I was ready for whatever that was when the time came. And that opportunity came in, in, in my first opportunity to come back to Pittsburgh and join Lou with the Pirates, which was a dream came true for me. You know, in, in your time with the Pirates there, you and you and the team set record-breaking goals despite team performance. You know, the 18, 19, 20 straight losing uh, seasons. And we often hear in this business, a lot of people, well, when the team wins, we can sell – but that, that is something that, that you've held tight with your entire career to make that change. And so what's your advice to listeners on being able to find a way to have a ton of success regardless of team performance? Well, as many of your previous, previous, previous guests have pointed out, you know, we don't sell wins and losses, but we control our effort and our attitude. Um, you know, I distinctly remember a phone call I got my second year, I think it was, or after my second year at the Pirates from – another baseball team in a large market. I won't mention them um, by name, but um, called me and basically said, you know, uh, you know, you guys lost 105 games this season, but your business was up eight or 9%, whatever it was. You know, I just got a meeting with my boss who was chewing me out because 
the Pirates, and he said, no offense, you know, you stink. Your team stunk, or, or stunk on the field. Um, how'd you grow your business? And, you know, I said, it's simple. You know, we have really good people here. Um, you know, and our process and our people and our structures I mentioned before, we're obviously 8 or 9% better than we were the previous season because, you know, team performance, we didn't have that wind at our back of team performance as of yet. We knew it was coming, but we were that just, we were 8 or 9% better than we were the previous year because of the talent that we had accumulated and development time that we put into that talent. Yeah, that's awesome. And Chris, after a great journey in Pittsburgh, you get the opportunity to move to the Big Apple to reunite with a, a mentor of both of ours and my business partner, now currently Lou DePauli with the New York Mets. And you spent five and a half years there and again, built something very special in a very competitive market. And so a, a common theme that we've talked about here at 52 Weeks of Hustle in your career is to build. Why do you enjoy building so much? Um, I, I think after all this time of doing it, you know, a handful of times, you know, I like taking something that may be quote unquote broken or that's not performing at a high level and fixing it. And, um, and that process for me allows me to go out and uh, take an existing team that I've inherited, um, identify those folks on the team that are you know going to be a part of uh, building something special and everywhere I've been, um, I've found a number of those um, and then, but being then additive to that and going out and be able to recruit and <clears throat> hire, you know, very talented people that are going to, you know, kind of fill out the rest of the team. And then from there, um, that's why I always say it starts with people. And then together with that people, we have a plan and a process that we go out and execute um, and build a structure around those very talented people. You've often heard me say, you know, we only hire McDonald's all Americans, whoever he or she may, may be. But um, at the end of the day, if we can go out and fill a sales team full of highly talented, motivated, coachable people, then even I can't screw that up at the end of the day as much as sometimes that I try. So, No, it's a great advice. And again, it all, all comes down to, to people and implement a process. And so, you know, Chris, after you know, throughout your career, you then not too long ago, once again, get the opportunity to return home this time with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And why was that the the right move for you? You know, I found myself like a lot of us think after the pandemic, you know, um, you know, an opportunity to kind of reevaluate what's important to you, you know, with, with, um, you know, my wife, Bridget and our three boys, that's always been my most important, um, you know, deciding factor and what I'm going to do, you know, next to my career is what's best for them. Um, you know, we knew that we were going to leave New York eventually and we tried to, we were trying to figure out what was best for our family in doing so. Um, you know, I, I was fortunate. I had found a great opportunity uh, with a company called Logitix who I really enjoyed the people and, and what the, the services that we were offering, but I found myself still, still occasionally fielding calls from, headhunters and teams and leagues about opportunities and, you know, it boiled down to location for us at this point in my life. Um, and uh, I eventually, you know, got a call about the opportunity here at the Penguins, um, which had, you know, previous in, in a year prior to had been, had been acquired by Fenway sports group. Um, you know, my 12, 13 years in baseball, I'd gotten to know some of the folks at Fenway um, really appreciated their approach to, uh, you know, what we do, um, you know, how they treated people. Um, and, uh, you know, to me, you know, an opportunity to come back to Pittsburgh, 
working with people that I respected and trusted um, and to take that next step in my career. Um, you know, I found myself, you know, you know, thinking that this is, you know, this is about as good an opportunity um, that was going to come across my desk. And, you know, once, you know, my family and I sat down and talked about it and everyone agreed that this is what we wanted to do next, it really became a no brainer decision at that point. And I was very thankful, very um, fortunate that uh, they trusted me with this opportunity and, you know, spend what, nine, 10 months later, it definitely was the right decision for me and for my family. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Chris Zaber, Chief Revenue Officer for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Chris, let's get into three hot topics. Question one, sports sales is always difficult. You've been to a variety of markets from sports markets to transient markets and have worked with some teams, you know, that are that are decent or okay on the on the court or on the field versus some some rough teams. And now all the teams, regardless, are typically a tough tough sell in some sort of capacity. So, what's your advice to listeners on just finding a way to dominate your day and finding a way to be successful no matter what? I always tell people, you know, regardless of the position or what their product is or selling is, you know, take care of today. You know, worry about today, tomorrow will take care of itself. Um, I think so many times we get caught up in worrying about what's next, worrying about what's, you know, down the road that we forget about what's important is that's taking care of our responsibilities today. Um, if you if you lose sight of what, you know, you're responsible of today, then sometimes tomorrow, you know, you, have, you don't have as much control over as what, what you might want to be doing in it. So I would say that's one thing. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, effort and attitude, you know, you know, that to me, Effort, attitude, coachability, you know, being a good teammate, um, all those things that we, we talk about when we talk about recruiting our next superstar, you know, those are always good things to live by. Um, and a lot of those things we can't teach anybody, but, you know, we hopefully go out and recruit a team of people that, that kind of bring those characteristics and traits to the table. And from there, it's our job to, you know, develop and teach them, you know, the best way to go about maximizing their potential and in turn the potential for the organization. Question two, Chris, much of your role now is being involved with not only ticketing and sponsorship, but but with the, the club's chief endeavors, focus, focusing primarily on growing the business through innovative partnerships, strategic fan development, providing the city with an unparalleled kind of entertainment experience. And so big opportunity to make everything a destination where it's not just the game. What all goes into that on a day-to-day for you? Uh, you know, a lot of um, collaboration. 
with an idea, you know, or kind of driving force of let's, how can we be innovative? You know, our industry is evolving, you know, on a daily basis, as we all know. Um, you know, for us, um, specifically here at the Penguins, <clears throat> the PPG Paints Arena, um, you know, we have a development project going on across the street. Um, we, like a lot of teams, are working through um, our RSN or broadcast uh, <clears throat> conversation. Um, and then we have, you know, sponsorships and ticket uh, opportunities that are being developed. We have a number of construction projects as well going on inside the inside the building to enhance the experience for our fans and the offerings that we provide to them. So um, a lot of collaboration, as I said before, um, a lot of being open to new ideas and concepts and innovations. At the end of the day, you know, my, my job is to put my team in a position to be as effective and efficient as possible. Um, and whatever we can do or whatever we can, we can bring to the table to allow that to happen is kind of one of our, you know, the driving factors, what we do each day. No, that's awesome. And Chris, question three, figure it's the best way to end it here with, with, on these, on these three hot questions is mentorship value of people. And you're a mentor to many, including my own. And and I know you have many mentors that you've discussed. What advice do you have for listeners out there to find a mentor or mentors early on to really help you in your career? Um, you know, like you hit, hit on it, you know, find, finding some people early on, um, that you generally believe or, you know, are bought into your development, you know, care about you personally and professionally. As we talked before, I've been fortunate. I've, I've, I've had many and your mentors will change throughout your career. You know, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, I, I ask you about and others that, um, you know, that I trust their opinion, um, you know, you need to find people who are willing to tell you what you don't want to hear. Um, you, there, you know, there are plenty of people on my on my staff here that will tell me exactly what I want to hear. That's not what I'm looking for. I think having somebody that you get advice from, and they don't have to have an official title being your mentor, but somebody you can go to, you know, a trusted friend, a trusted colleague um, that you can go to for advice. Um, and again, advice comes in many different forms, and sometimes hearing from somebody that, you know, something you may not want to hear, but you need to hear is important. So um, start early um, and don't just kind of stick with the ones you have. Um, always be looking to find more um, and then find, you know, it's a two-way street. You now you have to be willing to give back as well. You know, there are plenty of people out, out there that, you know, will come and, you know, ask for advice or ask for help, but may not be willing to turn around and do the same for others. And, you know, that's what I've tried to, you know, not do in my career. Chris, what a great career. As you think back, what's been your best memory? Wow. Um, I would say one that comes to mind, you know, this is my sports memory, I would call this, is, you know, being from Pittsburgh, um, growing up a fan of, of, you know, Penguins, Pirates, um, the, the Pirates and Penguins teams growing up, you know, being, a, being able to be a part of, um, and I got to do it you know, for part of the game as a fan of the 2013 wildcard game um, against the Reds. Um, it was the first first season in 21 seasons. The Pirates had won one more games and they lost. Um, and to be able to be a part of that that experience at PNC Park was was truly electric. And you know, I talked to so many people who, who were there, say that they were there, um, that, you know, share that same experience. Um, that's just one, you know, professionally, 
you know, there's so many of them that come to mind, you know, seeing people achieve the goals that they have set out for themselves and, and growing and doing all these amazing things and, 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 you know, uh, earning all these great opportunities. That's, you know, from a professional standpoint, I would say that, you know, is seeing the, the folks develop and grow that I played a small part in, in, in that process for them is, you know, really what I get most out of doing this at this point. That's awesome. Well, Chris, as always, ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey, both personally and professionally. And to close it out, I'd like to put our guests on the hustle hot seats. You ready for this? Let's do it. We have spent some time on a boat, and I know you love being on the boat. So if, if you own one, what would you name it? I would name that boat uh, Patricia Ann after my mother. All right. If you could have any actor play you in a movie, who would it be? Um, Brad Pitt. What is the last thing you completed on your bucket list? Uh, last thing I got to see Rage Against the Machine, a band who I've always wanted to see play live. I got to see them play at Madison Square Garden um, a few months ago. Nice. And Chris, to close it out, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? The first I would say is enjoy the ride. I think a lot of us get caught up in the day-to-day, um, you know, the, the things on our task list to do. And before you know it, um, you know, you know that, that ride or that, that track that you're on came in. I've, I've often said, you know, I've, I've lived in some great markets before that I had a, a list of things I wanted to see or do in that market. And before I knew it, I was moving on to another one and didn't get a chance to, to take advantage of it. So I'm trying to correct that error, you know, later in life, but enjoy the ride. Um, be willing to step outside of your comfort zone. You know, growth really comes when you push yourself to be uncomfortable. Um, so push yourself to step outside your comfort zone. And I would say, um, Find a way to help help somebody today, you know, um, and find a way to give back, you know, to somebody that, you know, is, is doing so much for you professionally or personally. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's what you what you provide to others and not what you get in return. I would say, you know, find opportunities to give 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 of yourself in one way or another. Awesome, Chris. Well, well, thank you so much. You certainly had a great career. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I certainly appreciate your your time, expertise, and our friendship. Travis, appreciate it. I'm glad I was finally able to get a get an invite to be on the podcast, and uh, happy to kick off season four for you. I, I appreciate it, and we're not going to go down that path. So, Chris, thank you so much again. This is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week.